Welcome to the Good Life EDU podcast presented by the Nebraska ESU Coordinating Council. I'm your host, Andrew Easton. Thanks for joining us as we discuss the latest in digital learning across Nebraska and around the country. I'd like to welcome everybody back to another episode of the Good Life EDU podcast. And we're having just a really awesome initiative that's taking place. We're going to get a chance to explore that initiative in its details here today on the pod. Uh, it's happened at Tri-County Schools here within our state as we're going to talk about an effort that some students uh, at Tri-County High School have come together to do in support of their peers with regards to wellness and social emotional peace. So really grateful. I'm going to just kind of go around the horn here and introduce the five individuals who are a part part of our conversation. So Principal Ryan Clark, Jen McNally, who has been on the pod before as well with regards to mental health and wellness, and she supports Tri-County in that role. And our students, Cole Sims, Drew Garrison, Anna Schmidt. So, so we'll start off with Ryan Clark, our principal. Can you talk a little bit to the culture that's been established in the building through Jen McNally's collaboration that was sort of the backdrop for this initiative? Hi, Andrew. Yeah, the culture, as with any cultures, is as always a work in progress. And we're fortunate enough to have Jen McNally with us two, three days a week, sometimes longer. The culture we're trying to build here at Tri-County is it's okay not to be okay. And we've been working real hard to destigmatize the idea of mental health. And so we're trying to build that into our conversations with kids. We've developed a mental health team Zach Waller, Ashton Wallenberg, and Detti Spilker are all part of a mental health team where we work together to build quality lessons within, we call it our Trojan time, for, for kids to create community, talk about everything from mental health to college and career readiness. And so, yeah, that's part of the, the culture that we we're trying to build here is just a, a culture of, of talking things out and, and understanding. Everybody has feelings. And some days you're good and sometimes some days you're not good. But we're fortunate enough to have a super strong core of student leaders in the building who really do take on some some big projects. Right. We had a chance actually on an earlier podcast to visit with Ryan and with Jen. And so uh, you could go back and listen to that. And uh, the pod is titled Wellness for All. Uh, And so you can get into some of the things that have been put into place to foster the type of culture that is the backdrop for our story today. Uh, And so I want to introduce Jen McNally of ESU5 uh, at this time also and have her kind of speak a little bit to what she has seen in terms of the evolution of this from the time that this work began. Thanks for welcoming me back on the second time for a podcast. <laughs> I I didn't anticipate I'd be a part of this one. I just wanted to promote really the work that I'm so proud that these group of students that you're going to learn more about have done and taken the initiative to really help other teens. And I think that it's invaluable what they have done. I couldn't be more proud of them. And I think it's really a testament to what Mr. Clark just said earlier about just that building that climate and culture of it's okay not to be okay and that, you know, physical and mental health are equals and this is a safe place to land. So I'm excited for everybody to hear more about uh, the things that these students are really passionate about and, and excited about also. Well, I think that's a great segue to getting started with things. So let's meet our students who were the drivers of this initiative. And so if I could, um, Anna, will you take a moment to introduce yourself, your year in school, some of the things that you're interested in, just give us a a little background. Hi, I'm Anna Schmidt, and I'm a senior here at Tri-County. I am involved in lots of different extracurriculars and sports. My favorites of those being speech and art, um, and those are kind of my creative outlets. 
it's been really cool to be a part of this culture here that has, I've, I've noticed myself the shift in the openness about mental health and how we've, we really have these teachers who are invested in that and are willing to talk at all times. And I think about Mr. Clark and he's humble enough to not say this, but um, whenever any student comes and talks to him, he genuinely wants to know if they're okay. He wants to know how that project you mentioned two weeks ago went and is really invested in students' growth and education and just them as a person. And so I think that that's really cool. Oh, that's so powerful. Thanks for sharing that too. I, I'm going to ask Drew uh, maybe to speak next. And, and in the same way that Anna did, maybe speaking to what you've seen with regards to, yeah, that social emotional piece being a part of the culture. I'm Drew Garrison. I'm a senior from Tri-County. I'm involved in many extracurricular things here at Tri-County. And kind of going back on what Anna said, Mr. Clark, whenever you're having a bad day in the hallway, he's always there to lift you up and say, how are you doing and stuff. And I'm not one of the kids that says I'm doing bad. I'm, I'm never really doing bad. I always ask him if I can help any other way. And he gives me missions. I try to accomplish those missions. And he just is very good the way he does his job. And Jen's came around. And Jen has became like a friend to me, like my best friend. And whenever I need help talking to anyone, I go talk to her because I know she's got my back. Oh, that's terrific. And thanks for, yeah, kind of sharing some of the, those insights as well. Uh, Cole? I'm Cole Sims. Uh, I'm a senior at Tri-County as well. Also involved in a lot of extracurricular activities, which I think is a very important part of our culture at Tri-County as well. You get a mix of a lot of different students here at Tri-County because a lot of us are involved in multiple extracurricular activities. So we know everyone and we are doing stuff with everyone here, which I think helps a lot and pushes our culture to be more open to each other and everyone in the building. I think that helps a lot. And with Jen being here, she is actually, for me, I, I've always been an athlete and I've always felt as an athlete, I'm supposed to be okay. I'm supposed to always have good mental health. I'm always supposed to be happy. And talking with Jen, uh, she really showed me that I am okay to not be okay. I, I, it happens to everyone, not just people who aren't in sports, who aren't doing extra quicker activities is people who are also involved in everything can also have issues themselves. And Jen really shined a light on that for me. And I think that has really pushed me and I know, uh, and a couple others to really push for mental health in the school. Well, and I think just, uh, and thank you each for your introduction. And I feel like in those introductions, it is a testament to just how uh, saturated the culture at your school is with this as being a focus because of the way in which each of you can articulate you know, what, what it looks like, examples of when you've felt that kind of support and rapport with the educators, adults in, in the building, uh, and then to talk about uh, the why behind that. And so uh, I think that that's important. So we're going to tell a story of your collective efforts on trying to create supports for your classmates in this way. And so Anna, if we would like, like to start us off with kind of the backstory here a little bit uh, and maybe some of that why. Yeah. So we as a group began discussing a little bit about the different ways that we maintain our well-being and those are for both on our good days and our bad days. We talked about just just little things like when I call my grandma, I feel so much better and just have a dance party, have a uh, playlist, whatever it is. And we started bouncing these ideas off of each other, just realizing that we all have many different ways that we go about keeping ourselves well. And so we wanted to create a resource that was made by teens for teens because we know best what teens 
can benefit from. And so from that, we actually, we did a survey of our whole school and asked for their input and different methods or tips that they use to benefit their well-being. And from that, we compiled this resource, which is a, it says, give it a try, uh, mental well-being tips made by teens for teens. And on that, we have just different, different ways that we want students to just feel better and just have a balanced well-being and be able to maintain that. I really appreciate you sharing kind of the, the overview of everything that kind of took place there, everything from just kind of thinking through it to surveying your peers to putting that resource together. And uh, Cole, I'm going to actually uh, ask you here, why is this work, it's always important, and what, what sort of made this so immediate for you and this group uh, that you sought to, to step in and to take action and to do something about it? When this first started, it it obviously evolved into more than what it began with, as most everything does. And but when it first started, it was an initiative to really help kids in quarantine themselves because they are not around other students. They're not around. They're just stuck with the same people in the house with their parents. And not everyone has the same uh, house life as everyone else. Some don't enjoy it as much as they enjoy school. And so we wanted a way for them to improve their mental health at home without being around their friends, people they want to see every day in the camp because they're stuck at home. So we just wanted ways, give them ideas on what to do to start their days off right, to make themselves smile, just to have themselves a good day. And so that's really how it started. And I think it, it evolved into just any day, no matter if you're in quarantine or not, you take those ideas, you can do it on any bad day, no matter what. So that's how it started, but then it evolved into more, obviously. Yeah. And, and isn't it interesting that there can be things about ourselves that we need that we maybe aren't quite even aware of <laughs> until someone else alerts us to the fact that that is not only something that we might be interested in doing, but something that might be emotionally good for us to do and that we need to be more intentional about. Uh, and so I'll, I'll ask Drew here, I guess, to bring Drew into the conversation as well. As, as you kind of maybe got into learning more about this, and, and I heard it in Anna's comment a moment ago, because the, this initiative led to a place where you surveyed your classmates, what, what was your perspective with regards to, I think we all kind of have those few things that we maybe know are good for us, right? I'm sure as an athlete yourself, you're, you're saying, gosh, when I get there, I'm playing football, I'm feeling great. That's something that just kind of feeds me emotionally in a way, you know, and physically also, but that just gets you in a good place. Uh, as that list grew for you and you started to see the things that might be on other people's lists, what was that like to start to realize the full breadth of what could potentially be on a list like this? Uh, it was different because I'm not a big guy that's into arts and all that fancy stuff. But when I started looking at this list, I saw dance parties. I was like, wow, I never thought of that one. And calling your grandma, like Anna said, or just telling everyone you love them and your family. That, that was kind of cool for me to see everyone else's ideas and see how they turn a good bad day into a good day. Yeah. And can I ask really from anyone in the group, is there something that you learned once this got to the point of starting to find out what your peers would like to see contributed to that top 10 list that you eventually arrived at? Were, were there things that you learned along the way that you're like, oh, wow, I never would have thought that would have been uh, a mindfulness practice or a wellness piece? Most definitely. There is a bunch of things on there uh, that people put down on the survey that just honestly astonished me that I never, never would have thought in a million years that that would improve my mental health. But when I put, put more thought into it, 
it really made sense. Just, I mean, waking up early, earlier than what you, what your alarm is set at almost makes you feel good because you're ready for the day earlier than what you thought you would be. Mm-hmm. And I never would have thought of wake. I, I'm a guy who likes to sleep. I'm, <laughs> I, I like sleeping and especially on weekends, I like to sleep in. But when I tried waking up earlier than what my alarm was set at and I woke up early and I just, I felt better about myself being ready for the day earlier than what I planned on. And so it was little things like that, that just, I think is really good for everyone to just look at and try out themselves. Oh, Cole, you're a man after my own heart. Cause I'm gonna tell you what, I love waking up early and then I don't have to rush and I get everything in order. And I, I like accomplishing things too. And so I can knock a couple of things off my to-do list. Uh, what, what are some other things maybe Drew, Anna, that you learned through this process? It's amazing how many people use TikTok dances as their <laughs> mental well-being um, method. That was kind of a, it was kind of funny how many times that popped up. That didn't end up on the resource. Um, but <laughs> there were some really good ones in there too that show that there are a lot of individuals in our school who are concerned about their mental health and they have consciously made a decision to take care of that. Um, one of my favorite comments on that survey was, do your daily gratitudes. And basically what that just means is take time out of your day and think about what you're thankful for, the physical things in your life, your health, the people around you, um, and then just your own accomplishments and the things about yourself that you're proud of. And since reading that, I've been kind of implementing that in my life a little bit more. And it really puts a perspective on things. And I think that that's one of those tips that I hope other people will see too, and that, that it'll affect them like it did me and just allow you to stay more grounded and more grateful for what you have. Could not agree more. Gratitude was my, I did like a one word for the year resolution. That's a thing. And I tried to put a definition with it. Mine was the mindful appreciation of life as you live it. And so not only thinking about things that happened in the past that I'm thankful for, that generally I appreciate, but that like in a moment to be cognizant of being there, being around these people, having a conversation with the three of you on this podcast. I'm grateful for it right now. And, and uh, I like what you said there too, Anna, and the, the, these are the types of things that you have to kind of be intentional about in a way that you train your brain to start to see them and to for you to seek them out. And then it becomes routine over time. But at first, it might not be something you're naturally inclined to do. I'm going to follow up then with this question. So as you collectively tried to then take action and get this survey out, what were some of the first steps I'll ask Drew that went into organizing that effort? Um, well, we had to pick some that were some uh, examples that would be relatable to everyone and not just us four. So we kind of thought, thought it out and we, the bad ones we didn't throw away, we just kept them for later. And the good ones we put on the top 10 and those top 10 I think are the probably the top 10 best ones and yeah. Okay, so you got a chance to like survey everyone. You administered that through like a Google form or something, right? Yep. How many responses did you get? I believe we got like 140. It's a lot to sift through to pare down to 10. And so did you sort of synthesize and try to find like ideas? Was that kind of the process? Yeah, that was definitely a big thing in the process. We figured out who, which one had the most, like if it was doing your gratitudes, if that had 10 more than this one, then we put that one on over the other ones. We may or may not have promised a, uh, a treat or a response. This is part of the game. You know, we have to have, have a little bit of an ante. 
for it. So a little bit of mental health motivation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and I think I think we can be real in saying too, then though, that that having that piece attached to this initiative helps legitimize it as something that not just a group of students are doing, but the schools behind, right? So I I think that probably serves a, a couple purposes there by having that piece. So good job, Mr. Clark. Good job, Miss McNally. And I would ask. I think we're probably ready for this conversation. Do you have the list up right now? Would you want to like like talk us through the 10? Audience would like to know, I'm sure, these 10 mindfulness techniques that this group of, well, from 140 people or 140 ideas that came up the most. Yeah, so we wanted to pick out some kind of unique ones as well, just kind of to give kids the chance to think of something new. Our list is call someone you love, jam out or have a dance party, learn something new, journal, turn off your phone for an hour, show gratitude to self and others, take a walk or go outside, watch a funny video or comedian, clean or organize your space and make a hype playlist. That's awesome. I love the hype playlist idea too. I think that that's good. Music can bring such good vibes with things. Uh, and so now that you, so you have this list, you put it together on a really nice looking form. I've seen this uh, piece. And then how, like anything else, how do you promote it? How do you get the word out? Like, what have you done to try to communicate this with classmates? Or is that where the step is now in terms of like reaching out to other folks and making sure that they interact with your findings? Jen and Mr. Clark and our faculty at the school have been amazing with getting that resource out. Uh, I know Jen knows people. She's able to get it out statewide, give it out to people who want it and need it. And it's just a great culture here that has allowed us to share that resource. Instead of shutting it down right away, they have embraced it and they have made it bigger than what we ever thought it would be. And I want to share something I learned through this process it was the art of getting the heck out of the way when kids have a great idea. What they probably don't know from my side of things, when Cole approached Jen, but we were in the midst of uh, uh, the walls were closing in as far as COVID was, was concerned. Like, we had kids going home for quarantine. We had a couple positive cases. And in rural Nebraska, we experienced things a lot later than um, the cities and the larger districts saw things happening. So we all knew the shoe was going to drop. And then one Tuesday afternoon, things just started to steamroll us. And as adults, when, when things like that happen, you sort of tense up. But the amazing thing was that through all of that, drama in the, the snowstorm of positive cases or the quarantines. We had students who were looking out for each other and approached adults for that they had an idea of how to make things how to how to make things better. And so the the lesson I learned was you have to trust the process and you have to trust that kids are going to look out for each other. Humans, there's great things in humans and, and we always look out for each other and we're always looking for the best ways to help each other out. And that's what I'm super proud of with these kids. They, the selflessness that they're, that they have gone through the past two, three weeks of just putting all this work and getting this organized. They're not giving them, themselves enough credit for the, all the work they've done and the great work and how they've galvanized the student body and just created the culture of we're all in this together. We're going to get through it. Uh, everything's going to be okay. And we're in this together type of climate. So that's one thing I learned as a, as an adult is we don't have all the answers and kids have great contribution and they know what the heck they're doing. You just got to get out of the way sometimes. To couple with that, 
is this thought too that not only getting out of the way, but students feeling like their voice matters enough that when they see the opportunity to step in to fill a need, that they know who to reach out to, feel comfortable enough doing so. And that in this instance, right, um, it's a result of what has been intentionally implemented into the culture and the education. <laughs> and to this group, maybe it might be that you're too close to see it, but to really think through that students felt so empowered to say, this is what we'd like to do. Here's our plan. Help us make this happen. And, and it did. It's powerful in and of itself. Other students in the building right now are seeing that that happened. And so what does that speak for next year's class when they realize that this is, and then and, and to hear Mr. Clark say it, you know, hey, lesson learned, get out of the way, empower students more, put them at the center of the experience and let them, you know, pursue the things that they think the student body needs. And just such a powerful example. And so I'm going to close here with this then, I guess, because a half an hour goes incredibly fast, as I say every week. For Anna, for Drew, for Cole, what were your uh, lessons learned from this? And it, and it might mean in terms of wellness, it could also just mean in terms of your own voice and, and advocacy for things and the process that goes into that. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but just want to set you up for a, a moment to just speak to what you will uh, most take away from this. The thing I learned the most was I knew I would have support from Jen, obviously, when it came to this project but I didn't know how much support there would be from students themselves and other faculty who didn't, who weren't a part of the original idea. And with our culture, when they heard of the idea, it was empowering to know that the whole school was behind us with what we were doing and that they embraced what we were doing and they loved what we were doing. I really did not expect that. I I expected some drawback from it and a couple, there's always gonna be naysayers and I expected more naysayers than what there was. And I was impressed and, could not believe the support we got from the school and from our surrounding community as well. Uh, the thing I can probably take away is it's okay. I'm one of those kids that whenever I have a bad day, I don't like it. I like to get things going and get out and have a good day. But the thing I realized is it's okay to have a bad day. It's going to happen to everyone, no matter what it is. And if it's because you failed the test or you missed your alarm clock, you just got to go with the flow and get better and figure out how to fix it. I think the cool thing for me was just hearing the other students' voices and then really thinking about their responses, just the names of the people whose service were sent in and just thinking about how can these students benefit from this resource? Uh, what kind of things can I encourage other kids to do to place an importance on their well-being? And just creating this well-being resource, I really hope allows them to have a few more tools in their toolbox for maintaining their well-being. Just collectively, what a testament to whether you're a kindergartner or an adult. It's such a testament to what it means to say, okay, I recognize that there's a need. I'm going to pursue something that is good. I'm going to put myself out there not knowing what that, as Cole said, the feedback is going to be, but try to contribute in a way that leads to change. And it's tough because there's a vulnerability that comes with that, that I think it should be commended in your efforts, <laughs> that that you have to be willing, as Drew said, it's okay to not be okay. And it's been repeated throughout all of this. And, uh, and, and it's okay too, to take a risk and it's okay to find your voice and it's okay to survey the school and it's okay to reach out to adults to try to get them to support you in these efforts. And uh, and when you do so, and you, you step into those spaces, meaningful things happen. Uh, and I'm so 
oh, just proud of the three of you and, and all five of you for that matter too. So shout outs to Mr. Clark and Jen for making that happen. So uh, thank you for your time today. Thank you for all the great things that you're doing. Thank you for sharing that here uh, in hopes that it inspires people through this avenue. In addition to all the inspiration you've been for Tri-County Schools, uh, thanks to Jen and thanks to Mr. Clark. And thank you, um, Andrew. This was super fun. It's, it's, it's an exciting thing just to see this take off across the state and, and these kids deserve a ton of credit. I'm happy that they're, they're getting it. You know, it's just a proud moment for, for the school. So. Absolutely. Happy to give a platform to share their story because this is tremendous work. So thank you all. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Andrew. Thank you.